What's up, folks? Well, the WWE Network is no longer a thing, at least by its own, because it's now officially the Peacock era, as we is in day one of Peacock and all the new subscribers that probably jumped over shit, but, or did they? Who knows? But we got, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about AEW and its main event, the women's main event that happened uh, last night. And we will talk about uh, a couple of little other things in the news. But uh, without further ado, let's get into tonight's episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. It's the Big Go Belt Podcast. We are live tonight. Uh, we're here, uh, minus Damien, uh, who will not be joining tonight. But nonetheless, we got a lot to cover. And before we get started, let's go around the table and uh, give our hello. So first off, Mr. Hill Will, how's it going today? Hanging in there after another crazy week of bloody action and streaming service launches. And I'm getting kind of excited, folks. We're I think we're heading towards a... The light might be at the end of the tunnel of wrestling returning to more like how we know it. We're going to talk about that tonight, I think. Right on. Mr. John Jamal. Yeah. I got hotels booked for Jacksonville for Memorial Day already. So we'll definitely be talking about that later. <laughs> Making moves. Making moves. <laughs> Mr. Silly Sellers. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Well, I'm not traveling, but I can say it is March Madness in all sense of all sports and wrestling entertainment. So let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I can almost say uh, uh, with uh, with uh, um, what's the word I'm trying to use? Forget the word I'm trying to use. I'm just looking over at Peacock really quick. I just logged in right before we got started. This is really impressive. I know it doesn't have everything yet. We'll kind of assess that in a second. But I like how it makes sense in the WWE hub. Uh, and then they got other wrestling-related things attached to this. Young Rock, the Titan Games, Fast and the Furious. All of this is uh, all assorted with it because it belongs. So uh, this was a good move. And aesthetically, uh, it's easy. And um, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, a challenge for anybody who thought that, you know, the convenience of the WWE Network being integrated into another app wouldn't be user-friendly. So... Uh, just off a first look, um, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But I know there is people who are putting in the work right now, the Lord's work, shall I say, as to uh, frequent updates uh, as to things that are being integrated today. We already know that nothing it's not going to be fully integrated until SummerSlam-ish or August. But as it looks now, it looks like a lot of good trendy things are up here early. But uh, I know, Will, you looked at it. Um, you was looking at the list and stuff earlier. Uh, what's more or less available and not available? Yeah, I think the big surprise of today for Peacock Day One, as we're call- calling it for the WWE Network, is that 
there seems to be more there than they were talking about being there right off the bat. There's all the WrestleManias, a good chunk of stuff like like all the Royal Rumbles are there. A number of the pay-per-views are there. The big surprise for me was there's WCW pay-per-views on there. There's some ECW pay-per-views on there. By no means all of them. It's random. But if you want to go on there and pull up RoboCop at Capital Combat 90 Save and Sting, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> so there's some very random stuff on there that made the cut. And that that encourages me because if that stuff's getting on there, then I think we can breathe a little easier that, yes, everything is going to make the transition over it's just going to take some time but for day one i like the look of it i like what you were just mentioning too james with like they have the rock section and they're tying it in to the other things on peacock like young rock like the fast and the furious like gi joe retaliation is even coming up on there so it's like an all-encompassing thing where it's like you're not just getting the rock wrestling you're getting the rock the entertainer you want to see him on saturday night live here we got that while you're at it here's he is on monday night raw so they're, they're really kind of env- enveloping the WWE network into the entire Peacock umbrella, which I think is interesting. It needs work in the respect of navigation. The navigation yeah. is definitely clunky right now, but yeah. that can come in time. That can come in time. They're, they're referring to everything by seasons right now. So there aren't years. There's 36 seasons of yeah. WrestleMania. And it's a little <laughs> weird looking like that at the moment, but that okay. can be fixed. So it's yeah. okay. A couple of things I'll say, just from my experience, my day job and and, 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 and and integration and whatnot, that if you are put to a task with something you're not familiar with, I mean, of course you come in and you you do your research and 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 you you you're giving your deliverables and you you know you set up a project plan. At the end of the day, pro wrestling isn't just something that anybody can walk into and completely understand the concept of it the verbiage and whatnot. So you got to take it that these tech guys who are doing this job right now, that's why it's probably moving the way it is because things are being integrated as we speak. The work is, is being done in the background. So as far as it aesthetically not looking right or as far as how moving or errors that are coming up, you can expect that. But I think it's all going to come around and I think everybody totally needs to remember that first two or three months in the WWE Network tragic it was tragic it was so bad so you know i i don't think and hopefully no one's out there giving harsh criticism into this really tough job that the developers are doing because the wwe network has a zillion hours of content and that's a zillion hours being put into another platform another database you know who knows uh what platforms they both are one could be cisco one could be i don't know uh amazon ws it could it could it could be in totally two different worlds but yet it's happening on the fly and i think that all first look i'm not mad at it but I, this is what i was going to say before i let y'all get in here i just go back to go check on my wwe network uh which is still on um which is still accessible two things i wanted to check was Am I going to be billed this month? Because I would love to keep my $9.99 now, now that I don't have to pay it again <laughs> because of uh, the Peacock thing. And two, when exactly is this going offline? Because it, I thought it was going to be a, a, a switch. Yeah, uh, so, I can speak to that real quick. Yeah, I'm about to say, I think I have a date too. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, they sent out emails this week saying that at the end of your current billing cycle, you will not be billed again for WWE Network. So I think mine comes up like in the the 20s or something of the month. So in a couple yeah. about a week or so, mine's going to end is what's going to happen. They said you will not be billed again. It'll end at that point. Um, now, as far as the switchover, 
They're both going to be running this weekend for fast lane. So that'll be a good test of like, okay, you can go on Peacock, see how it works for live mm. pay-per-view, but you will still have WWE network as we know it this weekend. Also, it's the first week of April that mm-hmm. the plug totally gets pulled. Mm-hmm. If you have the actual date, Celis, you yep. can chime in with that, but it, it's prior to mania by mania. We will be totally full-time Peacock for sure. Yeah, from what I see on Deadline, Deadline has the the black date is April 4th, like you said, Will. But that's interesting enough, it's right before WrestleMania because WrestleMania is April 10th and 11th. Um, so I will see if that maybe gets extended to maybe go past that date. But the date that I'm seeing right now is April 4th um, as the go black date. And, and I would like to bring up what you said, too, James. That's exactly what I was going to say about the Peacock initiation with the, or WWE Network integrated into Peacock. When the WWE Network started out, when it ever did start, I can't remember the day it started, but it was trash. It, the, the servers were bad. It seems were clunky. But now oh, because man. the technology is up, I really don't have any negative expectations because I'm thinking it's going to be a, a seamless process just to be streamed over. And I'm expecting Fastlane to probably go very well on the platforms and service that it has for Peacock. So I really have no... Um, no negative things about it like you said of course you can change designs and everything with updates of apps and everything as you get used to putting that content on there so i have nothing but positive things to go up especially since peacock has been up and running for a while now just adding this element to it jamal one more thing before i let you get in there number one i want to know again i've been saying it for about three weeks now Peacock has to do something with Amazon because they're missing out on a whole market of devices. If, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. Amazon has to do something with Peacock because that's a whole nother platform of devices that does not have a contract with that, which means WWE Network was on there, but not. So for the folks who use that device, those devices in order to stream it, won't have this device if they don't get something by WrestleMania, which is obviously the big deadline for them. Uh, so we'll see. And, you know, Amazon has had their hand forced recently with HBO Max like a couple of months ago. So, you know, they'll wait to the very last moment. The next thing you know, that announcement come out saying that now you can download the Peacock app on uh, Amazon devices. So we'll see when that happens. And I don't even remember what my other point was. So I, maybe I'll just give it to Jamal. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think the big thing about WWE and, and Peacock will be the stress test coming with yep. their first live event yep mm-hmm. um you know how would that work and and what that means uh the thing that i'm interested in uh now i don't have the service at all and i'm not probably not going to get it but the thing that will be interesting is to see uh what happens with their other content that's not wwe like evolve like progress mm. like um wxw uh some of those things were starting to be uh, streamed live now, Progress has a deal with W with WWE Network. Does that migrate over to Peacock? That's because a WWE question. Network still exists outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm. that's kind of the thing. So we saw NXT UK um, air earlier today, and that's fine. That's a WWE product. But does that deal get restructured with NBC Comcast as it's now being distributed through that service and not WWE? Whew, um, progress. Question. You know, you got some you got some questions because you were told one thing and then now you're on a different platform. Also, if you're WWE, do you ask progress for more money considering that more people have Peacock than the network? The distribution deal has changed. So I, that'd be I, interesting to see whether they carry that in the U.S. 
Got a question for you. What if WWE Network just parlayed this into, I don't know, another app, an app that essentially competes with IWTV? It defeats the purpose of, of, of the brand itself then. Because if you're going to do what independent wrestling TV does, or if you're going to do what Fight does, or if you're going to do what the Zone or whatever the hell the thing is called yeah. does, well, all of that came out of the birth of the WWE Network. You are right. So You're if they right. were to do that, then what would be the point of going to Peacock to do the network again? You're right. Um, yeah, you're, right. you're right. So unless the WWE that- network becomes a standalone cable channel like it is in Canada mm-hmm. and a couple other markets, mm-hmm. uh, I still and they, they just have a linear channel where things air live. It doesn't make sense to start another app, especially yeah, since I- NBC gave you a billion dollars not to do so. Yeah, I guess yeah, I was thinking not- in the sake of like a pleasing the contract, but like, yeah, there, yeah. there had to have been some crazy negotiations that nobody's outlet is well, going to be you, able to You know report. darn well for, for a billion dollars, you know the clause was in there that they are, that Peacock is now the exclusive streaming home of WWE content. You know that had to be in there for, for that price tag. Which is why I specifically bring up mm-hmm. non-WWE content affiliated mm-hmm. with the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... This because they don't be because nothing because right. because they won't value it because they value the WWE aspect of it you know unless True. progress becomes WWE progress you know no, what but I mean even, but even still even if progress doesn't the idea is still that you know Peacock doesn't necessarily need to care about the extra twenty minutes of WXW content that's not what their issue is the issue is now that now the WWE uh, is like. So you know you want in 26 million homes, right? <laughs> We're going to need a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, yep. And that would be the same thing. So if if our streaming partner, you know, StreamYard says, okay, well, we just got bought by Google, and now we're doing this. You're going to be integrated in this partnership program, which means you're now going to be in the back pocket of 2 billion people. Oh, yeah. It's going to go up from what we pay a, a year. Yeah. And actually – Actually, something like that happened with StreamYard because uh, they just got integrated into something. I forget what it is. And like that was, the, that was the major question. Everybody was like, well, what does that mean for, you know, the the, um, the the control by the users? You know, how much freedom do we still have over this? What does it change yeah. as far as yeah. pricing? So yeah. you're, you're entirely right. One, one other question, yeah. Seth, I don't know you want to get in here. Uh, one gripe I had with the WWE Network was that all my devices, and this is definitely a nitpick, but all my devices seem to have been at, been live at different points. Yep, which, true. Which t- technically true. ruins the online experience while doing so. I mean, that's a thing. You're, you're tweeting while you're watching. It's, it's, it's with every sport. I hope by moving to a bigger platform with a stronger bandwidth that that's the biggest thing that is fixed because I don't know if that's on anybody's uh you know top ticket and for for tech support but like damn did that absolutely get on my nerve. I, I'll say this to that YouTube TV. Um, <laughs> sometimes if I watch it for my phone for one thing and and I'm watching on TV for another thing, it does the same thing. So I doubt. That that will still happen with Peacock. I mean, I, that was still will probably happen with Peacock. It just maybe just a natural thing where certain bandwidths on phones are faster than the Apple TV, which is faster than Fire Sticks or whatever that you use for your streaming services. It just happens that way, but it is annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else to talk about Peacock? I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say, and this is I think something that WWE does really good and. 
we see that uh, Charlotte is being rumored to now going to be casted in, uh, what was it, uh, Walking Tall? Yeah, another remake of Walking Tall. Oh, my God. Wow. Is Charlotte's, yeah. being, Charlotte's being the, the main character, the main person? Yeah. Here's the thing. Walking Tall, don't care about the movie. That don't care about no spinoffs, remake, whatever it may be. But what it is is that, well, look who owns that film. And look how the opportunities happen just because you're floating under a brand that owns it. And I think that when signing the WWE, and I think we talked about uh, Taya Valkyrie and Morrison before, you know, when you're when you're in the right family and big deals happen, that exposes you to more and more opportunities. Expect to see more WWE talent in films, other television shows, and completely being able to monopolize their opportunity with this Peacock deal. This is not just the WWE Network thing. This is exposure for more talent to be on different things. And I think it helps. You're bringing fans over. You know, again, I'm not the biggest Drew McIntyre fan, but, you know, he's going to bring a whole country with him. And you put him on an episode or whatever, whatever, and ratings potentially may go up in that area. And I think that that's what's going to be explored here a lot. You're going to see more and more people in different pro- projects that they normally probably wouldn't have that opportunity, but because of this deal, it just makes sense. And quite frankly, based on how the algorithm works with this, you know, if you want to look at The Rock, if you just so happen to be interested in The Rock, <laughs> you get all the Rock stuff just off of one catalog. And imagine if you can just do the same with somebody like Charlotte. He's like, Charlotte Flair, who's that? And then you see her stuff, Ric Flair stuff, their movies, and all these other good things. So, like, I think that uh, this is going to work a lot of magic and uh, uh, definitely cash some checks for people on the side other than just this, uh, d- than just the network deal. So win-win for everybody. And that's only something the power of uh, WWE has. And uh, we'll see if anything happens across the board. But as of right now, I don't think anybody's going to be able to present opportunities to a talent like this, like the WWE is doing. So, all right, let's get into our next thing. So. WWE, uh, WWE, <laughs> AW main event last night. I didn't mm-hmm. watch it, but I saw a lot of comments come out about it. So apparently, with this match with Brittany Break, Brittany Baker, and Thunder Rosa, main evented last night. And the question ultimately means is that with them main eventing Dynamite, what is ultimately where, where do we see this going from? That what's kind of our thoughts about the reaction of last night as it seemed to get bloody hardcore match? Shall we say? Uh, but overall, reactions to that. And I'll start with you, Jamal. You're muted. Yeah. Oops. Uh, as far as I think about what do I think about the reaction to that is uh, I don't really care what the reaction to it is. Uh, I know what I felt about it. I know the standards that I hold, the things that I that, that I find entertaining. And if you agree or disagree with that, it's kind of whatever. With that said, uh, I think the match itself was an instant classic. Um, whether you rate it in stars or chili peppers or whatever, um, it was 7 million Scoville heat units. It's that damn spicy. <laughs> the way the match was uh, put together, the pacing, the timing, uh, even during the picture-in-picture, picture, everything kind of clicked and worked very well. And considering that Dynamite's only been on the air for two years, considering that uh, Britt Baker, this is her first mainstream television 
uh, ex job. You know, she's been around the Indies and done a thing, but this is her first big time mainstream experience. She didn't come from anywhere else. And in two years, she went from the old Alexa Bliss to the Alexa Bliss that found herself. Mm -hmm. um, in that, no, you're a dentist and people hate dentists. Why are you a face? Oh, she's a heel. And she's a snooty heel. And I hate her. And she's Adam Cole's girlfriend. And I hate him too for, for liking her. And now she's main eventing Dynamite. Now, so it's, it's, that's a double-edged sword. It shouldn't be historic that women are doing things that men can do in a sport that is put together. If you want to say that in a, in a, in a sport that is not worked, oh, shit, this woman came through the ranks in an all-male sport and, and now is starting in the NBA. Damn, that's crazy. But in wrestling, considering the nature of wrestling, there is a story to be told. All of the stories that can be told can be told. So why is it such a big, super huge deal that women are main eventing Dynamite? Well, we know why. Because they're not given any opportunity to because of the way women are treated and relegated to like, you know, bullshit events and stuff like that. That's why, and that's unfortunate. And here we are, go team. I hope that this becomes the norm in that when we look at a day like this, where not only did they do it as women, they fucking killed it. I really hope this is the first of many times that they get to kill it on that stage in that hour the way that it needs to be done. So hats off to both of them because people aren't talking about Rosa enough. Um, mm -hmm. We know what she can do and we know that between the two, she's, you know, leaps and bounds the better, your know, pure wrestler, but she also had to work the match with her. So maybe Brittany, uh, not Brittany Blake, God damn it. Maybe uh, Dr. <laughs> Baker um, may not be able to keep up with Rosa hold for hold, but that's still the story needs to be told. It is what it is. It's a work. So, to, for them to, to be able to tell that story is something that should be celebrated, uh, not necessarily because of, no matter who it is. I don't give a shit if it's our truth versus the big show. If they can tell that story that that's gripping and that engaging, celebrate that too. If it's Baker versus Roses, celebrate that too. Because the match was good because the match was good. It, it was very, very, very goddamn good. And it was on TV. That was arguably a better hardcore mm -hmm. match than the pay-per-view match, personal biases aside. It was just a better put-together match. So now the question is, can they do it again? Will they allow to be do it again? Will they allow to do it again? Will, mm -hmm. will the women progress out of that dead zone between 9.15 and 9.30, where that's generally the bathroom break before the main event? Yeah. What does this mean for the progression of women's stories? What does this mean for Rosa in AEW? Because the NWA pay-per-view is Saturday. <laughs> is Was this her swan song in AEW? Or is there still some something left? So th these are questions. Um, and obviously, it does get people talking, which is a good thing. And I really do hope that people watching watches without the stigma and the bias that are predicated to women in general. Um, and I really hope that this kind of like we can cut that bullshit out now. 
We know what they can do. There's no excuse anymore to hold them back. Let the women work. Awesome. Yeah. To to start this out, obviously, everything Crab was just saying. Oh, absolutely. They tore the house down. There, there is no doubt about it. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa tore the house down last night. They bled. They sweat. They fought. They took tacks in their back and got hit with ladders and chairs and you name it. They pulled out all the stops and they delivered. They lived up to the standard of what AEW has been doing for a lights out, unsanctioned match. Heck, looking back, I, but the biggest thing that blew me away last night is that was on TNT. That was on national television in prime time. All that blood, all that violence, and Lord knows WCW couldn't do that back in the day. So TNT is in a very different place over 20 years later now than they were back then. (laughs) WCW would have got yanked off the air if they put anything even half that crazy on. So kudos to that. It was wild. And I think I've mentioned before on this show, I've, I've never been completely sold on Britt Baker once the bell rings. I like her as a character, but her wrestling has just never done it for me and last night was the first time i could be like i was just like god damn both of them held up their end Britt baker i think is getting a lot of a lot of positive pub today because she was just so bloody and fought through so much but yeah thunder rosa set the pace in that match really like brought that energy and fierceness to it so they both deserve a ton of praise a lot of people have been talking about is this the most you know significant women's match in U.S. wrestling or just women's wrestling period in a long time? And I think it is. I think the last time anything was this significant is probably when the ladies main event WrestleMania. It's probably the most significant match since then that I can think of off the top of my head. Would you, would you, not, would you not throw in Tessa Blanchard versus uh, Sammy Callahan? Well, that has the problem of, you know, a tr- yeah. if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to see it, it's impact, you know? It is what kind of what it is. But I mean... This was on a much bigger platform. I get, I get it, but by like... many more people. I, I get it, but like, I'm always, until I'm done watching wrestling, until the day mm-hmm. I die, I'm always going to say that one of my favorite matches was Kota Obushi versus Cedric Alexander. Right. Now tell me how many people have seen the Cruiserweight Classic. There's still not a lot of people that have seen that right. on the biggest app, on in the biggest promotion. So like, it's 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 up to your discretion to get something to watch something that's good. I don't think just because it's there doesn't automatically mean that it's the best. But that's you know, that's map. why that's why I let off with I don't really care what the internet's reaction is mm-hmm. because to James, your point is definitely valid that. If your favorite match or a statement match for you in this regard is Abushi versus Cedric Alexander, cool. If 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 Will you actually believe that this is like another bullet point lightning rod match in in the history of women's wrestling, and you're going to put it up there with, um, you know, Serena Deeb versus Sarah Delaware Ray in Ring of Honor, or right. you want to put it up there with, you know, what Mayu um, Iwatani is doing in Japan, or if you're going to put it up there with. Any, anything else, Medusa dropping the belt in, in WCW and in the trash and, and all of these bullet point one moments for, uh, for women. Um, cool. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, it's all like, opinion. Yeah, it's, I, it's all opinions. Yeah. So, also, I also want to be a, a small snark in this too, to your point where is it validated when, I don't know, Thunder Rosa isn't technically AEW. So to the point of people making that is AEW's biggest match. But you used outside talent. 
Like, but I'll, I'll say this to that, though. But, you know, when you think about let, – let's, let's back up a little bit. So we were all there at AEW's opening show in D.C., right? And we all knew that when Brick Baker was going to be on there, she was supposed to be the epitome of what women's wrestling would be for AEW. And sometimes you need to have that moment where you have somebody that can help bring her over, even though Thunder Rosa is not an AEW per se. But that can be somebody that could prove and give an evidence point that this girl belongs so even if it took her a couple of years to get to this point, this was the moment that Britt Baker needed to show I do belong in this ring. Because when you wrestling, it's a two-dance show. It's not only what you can do, but what your partner can do for you and what you yeah. can do with that partner. So when you have somebody like Thunder Rosa, who is legit in all things that she can do, that can carry Britt Baker, but Britt Baker can still you know, live up to her own standards of doing that, it helps both, both people in that aspect. And once again, it helps your face of your company to get to that point. So I think that's why it was a big moment for her. But to go to Jamal's point or to Crab's point, I think you have to let these women go. Let them wrestle. Let that's, them expose. That's the question. That's do. the biggest question. Can they do yeah. it again? Sure as hell they, they could. Can. They can. They got to be will, an opportunity for. Will they let them do it again? I'm, I, that's the question. Know, not being a betting man here, but I don't like the odds. I, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I do. Next yeah. week, I'll Next week, are we going back to Maki Ito coming out and doing karaoke? Okay, so that one's off the table. Let, let Jamal, Jamal said that with pride. He was like, good. No, yeah, good. Keep going. No, but see, the thing is, is that, you know, all of that's like, it's, it's a table and everybody can have a seat at the table. I don't, I'm not an Ito fan, but the match that she had on Elevation, which we will talk about later, was solid. I'm not a big character uh, a wrestler guy. So guys like Orange Cassidy, Ito, you can miss me with that. a lot of that. Um, with that said, it's okay. There can be things, uh, bullet points that you may, that may or may not resonate with you. Uh, what I will say to the actual snarks that are bitching about the ratings and saying, well, the, 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 the ratings were down for AEW and, and the women's, it was the women's, fuck you in advance. Fuck you, your moms, and the hole you came through. Because you're not looking at the you're looking at the ratings and picking apart the numbers that you want to make bad. Yeah, yeah. And and on Here's top of that, too, a lot of people can't even really articulate what the ratings actually represent. And it's funny to me how Right. You don't know what you're looking at. You're reading the ratings and going, this plus this equals good. Yeah, this, this number looks bigger, something. so that's 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 better. Right. <laughs> Um, so that's number, that's that's the thing. If you want to say the ratings are down, they were technically down, but they are falling within the realm of average for AEW at around three quarters of a million. That's about average. What you won't hear on the Internet is how in, in the male demographic, 18 to 49, AEW was third. And the only two was the basketball game and the pregame show to the basketball game. So in the show for men, 18 to 49, AEW came in third to live sports. I mean, and they and even still, they were still sixth overall. So if their average is top 10 and they're sixth this week, goddamn. Also, also, how much of that is based on the on the you know the prejudice against women itself? A woman yeah. is going to be the main event. I don't need to watch this. Yeah. Oh, it's just Briz Baker. I don't need to watch this. Rose is not signed. I don't need to watch this. So all the fucking neckbeards with their Michelob lights in the back, 
Shut up and sit down. <laughs> yeah. I we don't so, know that. how the main event did yet. We'll know that like tomorrow. Right now, we just know the overall number. Yeah. Right. By the weekend, the we'll know the quarter-hour breakdowns. Right. The right. overall number was consistent. It wasn't bad. Now, if yeah. they dropped a four-something out of normally seven-something, that would be a 50% decrease. Oh, fuck, that's bad. The, average, the ratings were average. And I'm willing to believe, because they did promote the hell out of it as the St. Patrick's Day show, it's something special, a lights out match with the women, it's easy to say, why are the women there? They shouldn't main event, blah, 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 you know, anti-woman bullshit. There's, I can think of a number of reasons to hate something than to give it a chance. Yeah. So the ratings didn't do bad. Well, you didn't watch because you hate women. So you <laughs> yeah. stop. Just, just yeah. stop, stop that bullshit. Yeah. I saw um, some crazy tweets earlier, and there's there, right. there's no way they're they're being read off on this. So right. no, 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 but you're 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 entirely right. One, one um, last thing about ratings, though, my 600 pound life is whooping NXT's ass. Don't think it's not. <laughs> Don't think it's not. Oh, quickly, quickly, what I keep forgetting to bring up: what with this Peacock deal, what's ultimately going to happen with the Hulu deal, which is with Disney, with them getting the next day release of of um of nxt or just all of wwe has there been any talk about where does that go next and because the biggest thing is hulu's the the draw with hulu is getting it next day right so if that deal no longer exists does peacock now get these things next day or is that in scope because i mean that's a game changer as far as between people who's still in the limo cutting the cord well I think it comes down to if if networks start pulling their content from Hulu they, in favor of NBC being like, look, we have Peacock now. We don't need Hulu. You want your next day. You get it on Peacock. Or if Disney yeah. does the same thing for all the ABC shows and says, hey, we're putting these on Disney Plus. And slowly that would just whittle away at all the different things on Hulu. Let, it's a matter let, of, guess, you know, are people going to do that to prop up their own platform or do they want the payday? To get it through Hulu distribution. Of course, of course they will. NBC's not shy. They were screaming to the end of the woods when they was getting the office back. <laughs> they could not wait <laughs> to true. get that back. That was their marketing goal there. It was like, once they get reclaimed that, they was like, this is what we're driving on. And I think this may be something that we hear them do soon. And everybody's been doing it. Uh, Hulu, uh, Disney been pulling their stuff from Netflix. Mm-hmm. NBC's been pulling their stuff from uh from Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, another lap. I'm just wondering when when is when are we going to see something with that? So uh Jamal, do you want to say something or yeah, else so, we get into so our... real quick, the thing that you keep uh that you guys are kind of leaving out is the fact that there are there is a contract in place. Yeah. Of if course. that contract expires tomorrow with Hulu, then I think we're going to be talking having a different conversation. But until that contract is up, the deal will, will remain in place. Now, whether that contract is up in a year or two years or three years or whatever. Don't know, but the idea is um, I can't imagine something happened very something happening because NBC wanted to, to do a thing. Uh, that's the reason why Netflix and The Office uh, parted because NBC came through and reclaimed it. Yeah, that needs they, they that needs all of that. So. Yeah, Netflix said, but can we can we do a deal? And NBC said no. Nah. So yeah. we're taking that back. All right. So it is time for us to get to our. March Madness, it's WWE, Wrestling March Madness theme song bracket. 
Uh, if you have been following us over the last few weeks, we're basically what we're doing is we put together a bracket of all of our favorite theme song and all of wrestling. And we've been voting strictly on the theme song, not the interest, which is our favorite theme song to we ultimately crown a winner for this year's 2021 March Madness wrestling theme song bracket. See, got it right there. All right. So, uh, Sellers, you got the list up. I got I the music. Um, let's uh, let's 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 get into this. So, what's our first matchup now for this round? So Try. we're down. To, we're down to the elite eight. So the first matchup we got is a kid black sheep versus Mister Wonderful. Yeah. Right, so Damien's oh. not here. So we'll see what happens with the picks here. Um, as Damien uh, might have to be our tiebreaker. He might. Yeah, we'll see. Have to phone it in. We'll see. Well, all right, let's go with the first one. 30 seconds of it. If anybody objects too longer, just go in there and, uh, yeah, do your thing. This is most I've ever heard a kid's theme ever since we started doing this thing. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's on going be up a hard against one WCW to here. It's a good thing going up against. What, and, and this against who? Mister Wonderful. Mister Wonderful. It's been a hot. It's been the hot upset one. It's been a hot upset one. Mister Wonderful started as a thirteen seed. Well, here we go with commercials since I don't have the free uh <laughs> the free version uh the paid the premium version, but here we go. Let's there you it. go. Is the run gonna end tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I had something to say about this this song. I've been wanting to say it for two weeks now, but I'll say it after the 30 seconds. <laughs> As Krabby is making his... All right, there we go. So let me say something about this song real quick. So every time I hear this song, it makes me think about, for those that are, are local DC residents, his radio show got unfortunately canceled to Chad Duke's radio show. Mm. Um, and if you ever, you know, oh, I can't even think of his name, um, if you if you guys listen to the show, you know who I'm talking about. One of his his writers on the show, or one of his uh, correspondents on the show that's over there, he has a theme song that comes on every time he jumps on that's similar to this, or at least starts out like this. Um, and it's just making me think about that all the time. I can't even think of the name right now. Joe the Rooster. There he goes. Uh, Joe, the, Joe the Rooster Russo uh, normally comes up there, and he plays a similar theme song to this. So it just makes me think about that every time on Chad Duke's show. Okay, okay. What do we got, folks? My vote is Who's easy. First? I, my vote is easy. I say A-Kid, Black Sheep. It's, it's been consistent for me as a stronghold. I picked both of these songs. <laughs> Ooh. Even so, hot picks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked both of these songs. And as much as I would like to see Paul Orndorff uh, go all the way to the finals, I think that A-Kid has a better chance against the remaining field. So I'm going to go with that. Oh, two for a kid. You know what? It's been a good run for Paul Orndorff. WCW <laughs> is where my heart lies. 
but I'm going to I'm going to agree. We'll put this to bed right now. I will go with a kid. We're going for the future, baby. We're not living in the past. Right. Oh, man. VCU is finally out of the tournament. There we go. <laughs> no need for Damien there. No, no need there. We no, sweep yeah, we'll it just, through. We'll just, yeah, we'll sweep it through. What's our what's our next, Alice? Match number two. So the match number two, we have Baron Corbin Superhuman versus the Usos done with that. All right. So Ooh. we're gonna make sure we listen to this Baron Corbin one so we know exactly which one it is after a quick three second break. Is that John Cena? He looks like Yes, a it is. <laughs> the Corbin NXT thing. Oh, Damien just sent his vote. There we go. All right, and we're going against the Usos. Oh, yep. yep. This, this is going to be tough. Oh, NXT no. cool. Man. This is a yeah, tight yeah, match. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Let's welcome these folks to the Uso Penitentiary. Okay. We're gonna let this one play a little bit too. No, <laughs> you're using your powers. <laughs> DJ rules. And <laughs> hey, we only got two more matches after this, so no big deal. Oh, this is tough. All right, there we go. This is what tight. do we got? Uh, Usos. I think I'm going with the Usos as well. Oh, damn. Two for the Usos. This one's easy for me. I really like the Usos penitentiary and how it goes. Me I'm too. down with them, too. That's three. I'm telling you, I really, really like that Baron Corbin thing. But when it gets the wrong one here, I'm definitely with oh, the Usos here. So that is four. And with Damien's vote. We avoid a sweep. He went yep. with Baron Corbin. So <laughs> four to one. Usos go through. And by the way, Damian also went with A-Kid. So A-Kid is a true clean sweep. On to our next matchup. Halfway but I, done. But I will say that Corbin versus Usos matchup was a 2-3 matchup. So it, it met at the point it was supposed to meet. So that was a yep. good matchup. Next we got, and this is going to be another tough, tough one, Edge Metalingus versus Gangrel Steam, also known as the Brute Thing. All right. We're going to play that one first. Meet connected. Classic. Quick and oh, simple. Th- that's not it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be so pressed over this when I used to make my character on SmackDown versus Raw. Between this and them coming up through the Ring of Fire, yeah, awesome. Man, the effects were so bad. <laughs> Fire with blocky ass square edges on it. Oh, 
either way, Edge wins here. You said either way? <laughs> Edge wins in either one. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, was, I didn't think about that. You're right. Another tight matchup. What was the uh, rankings here, Celis? I think this is a 1-4 matchup. Uh, yes, it was a 1-4 matchup, so it meant we're supposed to meet. Okay. Man, that's a really hard theme to beat. <laughs> it's a hard theme to beat, but my vote is going for Gangrel. There's no way. I, definitely, absolutely edge here. Vote so, tied, 1-1. One, one. I gotta mm. go. Well, it, it would be easy to vote for Edge because it's you know it, it's an actual song. It would be easier to vote for Gangrel because Edge is so popular. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do like both of them. Facts, but. Um, I, it's it's honestly a toss up, but I'm I'm just gonna have to go with Gangrel on this one. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay. So that's two for Gangrel and one for Edge. Ooh, I am I really torn on this one. I think I think what it comes down to for me is the overall song and the composition. As much as I like that damn Gangrel theme, I gotta go with Edge, which ooh, makes nice. it two to two. Which gives Damien the deciding vote. And the brood goes through. Gangrel uh, gets the win. That, that was a close one. Upset. Yep, there you go. All right, our last matchup of the week. Undisputed Era versus Break the Walls Jericho. Ooh. Man, this was supposed to go against Edge. That's all I'm saying. That was the hard one. That, that was the hard one that was supposed to go down. I mean, it's really. Mm, oh, oh. This is not that. Oh, you know, today, undisputed era. It's <laughs> you know the remake. And that one, you got to play that one all the way through. That Edge. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth the wait. It's it's worth the wait, I guess, for the undisputed era. That's not his kid. I know that you all can't see it. But y'all don't know, that's definitely not his kid. <laughs> that kid was entirely too blonde.
What's our uh, seating on these? The seating on this was a three seed uh, versus uh, uh, a 15. Uh, uh. Ooh. Break the walls being the 15. Jeez. All right. This is a big matchup. Florida Finish Gulf Coast type upset. I'm going to let this play out just a little, 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 little bit. I mean, bit we're going to like kind of hard and loose with the rules now. I mean, we're already like almost in the <laughs> DJ rules. <laughs> Boom. I think I know where All the right, DJ is it. going with this one. Yeah. Yeah, Jer- Jericho. You're tipping your hand. <laughs> I'm going with Jericho. Yeah, you're, you're trying to give it a fighting chance. <laughs> well, it, it gave it a fighting chance for me. I'm going Undisputed Air. Yeah, same. Up, I think it's up. better song. Yep. Ooh, two to one for Undisputed Era. So, Will, well, before, oh, you, before, before you go, Will, we're going to let you have the deciding vote because Damien actually picked Jericho. So it was two to oh, two. Oh, damn. Yep, okay, you two go. to two. Two to two. Of the two of them. Ah, uh, man, I'm not. I know, I know both, how you feel. Both, here's the thing. For both of them, though, they're both just kind of songs I'm, I've always thought are kind of okay. I'm not blown away mm. by either one. They're both just like, they're all right. I'm going to go, though, with overall, I like Jericho better on this one. Ah. I'm going with Jericho. Surprising you that you thought I was going to go against the old over-the-hill rocker. But hell, it ain't all him right. on the song, so that's just it. So you got, two, you got two newer wrestlers with A-Kid and semi-new with the Usos versus two old-timers in Gangrel and the old Jericho thing. So it's an interesting matchup of the young versus the new. I mean, the okay, new so this versus is what we, the this old. Is what we do. This is what we do. Final four, 90 this seconds This is a final four. 90 seconds apiece. For the song? I agree With, with that. Song. I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Let's do Boy. it. I'm going with that. All right. Let's get into our last topic of the night. Um... What is our last topic? <laughs> no, I got you. 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 Um, WrestleMania. Now that we know that WrestleMania is a thing that is going to have fans, and there's been a little bit of question about how many tickets will be available because, I mean, we joked about it, and I think it's still a lot of truth to it, but Dana White and Vince McMahon were looking over each other across the pond, and they say, Make your move, boss. And Dana White and the UFC are saying we're running the show full capacity in Jacksonville. And indoors. 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 And so you know, Vince, if he can if he can juice out a little bit more tickets, then he then he would. I mean, he's, the man is about his money. However, to everyone's surprise, less tickets are being sold for WrestleMania. Mm. So WrestleMania is going, less tickets. Uh, now that the world is starting to come up with a contingency plan and to kind of get things back to normal, that's not about that because Florida's still a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> Ch- Chernobyl, Florida is still going down. That, yeah. That's for sure. If they, if they wanted to fill that stadium, they could fill that stadium. Yeah, the only person stopping them is themselves. Yeah. So. And that's a very interesting tactic by them. They just had spring break, no numbers or anything has came out of them from that. Besides the numbers of how many people was arrested. So <laughs> Florida's still being Florida. Arrested, but COVID. with that being said, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and we're going to kind of make this a free-for-all. Now that vaccinations are available, um, our whole team is vaccinated, to be honest. Yep. Um, WrestleMania is an option. Double or nothing is coming soon. ROH anniversary is a thing. 
Fellas, what are you doing? What are your plans? What are your thoughts about this? And I'm going to give it to Will first because I want you to just talk about the developments with the number of tickets being sold with WrestleMania. Yeah, so I guess they the pre-sale started today and yep. then they're going to go wide tomorrow. Last week, the rumor going around was that there was going to be 45,000 tickets per night for WrestleMania at all the old... Uh, same stadium, the what was uh, the, the the where the Buccaneers play where they did the Super Bowl, same darn stadium, Raymond James, yeah, Raymond James. Raymond James Stadium. So the Super Bowl did twenty five thousand ish for that, and they pushed back the on sale and lowered the number, like two James is saying, and now we're down to twenty five. So they're going in the same ballpark that the Super Bowl did. They're selling them in pods. They're going to make you wear masks. There's going to be temperature screening, and there's a waiver you have to sign. To come to WrestleMania. So if you're ready to risk it all, there's some hoops you got to jump through. But I'm happy to see it because it looks like WWE is trying to play it safe to an extent. And I think they're going with like, hey, the Super Bowl did it at this level. They didn't have any problems. Let's just follow their lead and go like that. And then we can go from there. And it might be part of what you were saying too, James. UFC going full bore all of two weeks later and indoors. That's the key thing. They're not just doing full capacity. They're doing it inside an arena. That is going to be the ultimate test case. If anything is going to go wrong, that's the show it's going to happen at. Look, so this, is, this is going to be the most Let ignorant. them dip that toe first. I think that's what their thing is. Like, let them take that chance. And then if that goes fine, then hey, then we're this, all in. This is going to be the but, most ignorant statement ever. But we, we are talking about a company who clearly do not care about their employers. <laughs> So why would they care about their fans? <laughs> Jamal, talk to me, man. <laughs> so the short answer is with WrestleMania, uh, that is that isn't on the same scale as going to Raw or the Performance Center for NXT or Orlando Magic Game. Games have been happening indoors uh, for a couple months now. Uh, the uh, Orlando Solar Bears, their minor league hockey team, they are see, receiving about three, 4,000 fans. The Magic has fans in Orlando. Miami uh, has fans as well. Tickets are on sale for the Miami Marlins, but they're still the Marlins, so good luck with that. <laughs> um, I don't know about the Rays in, down in Tampa, but it is, you know, other um, teams are receiving fans indoors. That will be interesting to see what that looks like, you know, on a larger scale. The thing is, is for with WrestleMania, it's not just about the event because the event is at the Raymond James Stadium. And if you've ever been to that building or know where it is in Tampa, it's not downtown. Yes. It's in the middle of this giant parking lot somewhere between mm-hmm. downtown and the airport. Yeah, I'm about uh, to say, almost, it almost feel like it almost feel like his own island. How it's just like all right. to the side. It's just there. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you drive out of downtown. And you're you're on you know Kennedy Boulevard, and then you make a right turn on Del Mabry, and then there's like, a Publix. Where the hell, yeah, where the hell am I? And then there it is, yeah, right there. There's a Publix, <laughs> and if you see a strip club, you're in Hillsborough, and you've gone too far. <laughs> that's not that's not the same thing um, as going to a Marlins game. It's not just the event; it's how many people are coming into the city overall. Mm-hmm. Tampa itself isn't really a big town. St. Petersburg, across the bay, which might as well be in fucking Omaha, isn't really a big town. Mm-hmm. But at the uh, Tropicana Field, which who knows how long WWE is going to be there, 
um, that's across the bay. Nothing's really happening over there. So if you're trying to social distance and you're trying to get a hotel and do a thing, you could do that in St. Petersburg and just drive across up 275 to the stadium yep. and be out. The problem is the other events surrounding WrestleMania, like the collective, um, WrestleCon, if they're doing a thing, there's like three major indie events happening over a four-day period that are going to bring a shit ton of wrestlers and even more fans to the greater Tampa area. That's the thing that I'm kind of skittish about. Even though I've got mm-hmm. my first shot of Pfizer's very tasty vaccine that is setting my arm on fire right now, <laughs> I am still skittish about the fact that there's 100,000 extra people in a city of 150,000, you know, 200,000. So it's the crowds that that make that are concerning, not necessarily the social distancing within the event. With that said, because I do think it will be less of an impact as far as people go, I got a hotel booked for Jacksonville for Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. On flying down there for to Jacksonville, which is not a busy city. It's not a busy city culturally either. And it's actually like the Baltimore, Florida. And I love Baltimore. And I say that as a term of endearment. But <laughs> it's not really like a whole lot going on outside of like the few things. And it just seems to be a lot more controlled than the spectacle that WrestleMania will be. So the only thing I need to make the trip to Jacksonville complete is tickets to double or nothing. So Tony Khan, hi. Other than that, I really think that WrestleMania is going to be kind of like the test to see how many cases will come out of this, how many people, as we've seen recently, will lie about getting tested in the first place oh, and work the fucking show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. boy. It's a separate issue. But the idea is um, there's still a lot to not that we don't know. And to put this all on the fans is kind of BS when they have the whole goddamn Super Bowl there. And we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop from that because it takes about two weeks to get the party started. With COVID, yeah. with COVID. So I'm, I'm optimistic that WrestleMania will go well, but I'm very concerned about the amount of people that will be reveling in the greater Tampa, Hillsborough County area over the next week because those events start Wednesday night into yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. And TakeOver's two nights, WrestleMania's two nights, and the, the fuck ton of indie shows. And the local yeah. indie shows like Shimmer and like, like Sean are based in Tampa. So you know they're running events. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to put together, and I hope that everything goes well. And if they don't, then, well, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> You're playing with fire. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to quickly just say I agree with the part that I'm not so worried about WrestleMania itself. It's the surrounding events, the surrounding hanging out, restaurants, bars. It's all the stuff that comes and goes with getting to the shows, leaving the shows and all that mixing. That's where I think the biggest concerns are. And that's stuff that's it's frankly, it's out of these wrestling companies hands outside of they're bringing all these people together, but people get together. They're going to do things. We know how it is. Those masks going to start slipping. We know they gonna. So fingers crossed. Well, nothing, nothing gonna, are you going to sit in WrestleMania for six and a half hours and not drink or eat anything? <laughs> And you gotta take your mask off to do that. Hey, you gotta yep. take your mask off for that. So, hey, did you did you say six and a half hours? That was really yes. generous. Oh, well, it's, it's two tonight. days. It's tonight. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. I will I will add this just real quickly. I'm fortunate to be fully vaccinated. 
but I do have a right. wife that lives in the same house house with me that won't even let me go to a movie theater when I say I want to go see Mortal Kombat in a movie theater when that opens next month. So I doubt you will let me go out to uh, a big event, well, even if it's an open stadium, to be in there for socially distance. But I'm just kidding. Like when it comes to like Will just said, like it's not the event of uh, WrestleMania that bothers me. It's the other things around that you can't control about how people will be walking around in groups, the partying, the drunk, and you know everything of those outside parameters that will worry me about that. Um, not to be you know, a super spreader and just an immediate impact that will start this process all over again. I hope it won't. Also, too, I mean, if you really want to go see Mortal Kombat, you know you could just rent the theater out. I, for like, I, I could. For like a few bucks. No, I could. Even if you have HBO Max. I do have HBO Max, yeah. but it's just the point of I want to support it in the theater. Yeah, because Warner Brothers really needs your twelve ninety five. dollars I'm just a Mortal Kombat fan. Forget Warner Brothers. I just want Mortal Kombat just to see. Uh, here's the question regarding the WrestleMania events. If you're AEW or Impact, do you let your talent work those events knowing what the ramifications could be? Do you got a choice if the contract doesn't state that they can tell you you can't? Well, obviously well, not. In, in, if, impact, impact, no. AEW, yes, I guess. Because yeah, Janelle is running his show. He's running yeah. his thing. So And Calm definitely was like, none of my folks will be at that uh the the uh Joey Ryan show. And he made that statement because obviously he can do that. So that makes me think that he's probably going to be having that same mindset for uh other potential issues. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Since we're coming up on our end of our since we are at the end of our show, uh, what else we got, Jamal? Okay, so news real quick. Um the big thing from this week, other than the stuff that we talked about, of course, was uh, Manny Andrade. Uh, he is 100, CNN Almas. Uh, he's put out a tweet um, earlier today that said, the rumors are true. I don't know what the future holds, but I would like, I want to make my dreams come true. Thank you for giving me so much support these last days. Uh, the rumors, of course, being that was reported that uh, he asked for his release um, has since been denied, but the, the deal is, is that he is not the happiest in WWE right now, largely because, well, what has he been doing since they got rid of Zelina Vega or Thea Trinidad? Um, when she went, she spiritually took his shit with him. Um, so that's <laughs> unfortunate. And as if they, as if, if, if they were like a couple or something, right? Right. Not even close. Right. And they're not, but the weird, the weird thing is, is that, uh, you know, Thea's actual husband, is also pulling in the same room with her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 both on ice. Yeah. Like concubines. That shit is uh, not right. That is not locked. right, bro. <laughs> yeah, they locked the door. You're getting in with hey, it. Hey, hold on. Could you imagine somebody like Vince saying, him and his girlfriend? He's like, that's not his, his girlfriend. Well, him too, then. Doesn't <laughs> take them all off TV. <laughs> that's a very good impression impersonation. Give you credit uh, for that one. Get, get them, them out of my sight. <laughs> yeah, so oh they're, they're essentially locked in the break, and um, good, who knows when they'll be let out. Uh, Keith Lee. A guy that I haven't heard about or spoken about. I don't, I don't know what the rumors were, but um, he finally released something on the Twitter machine that says, and I quote, I hear many of you. I see many of the messages. One day I will explain it to all. I will explain it all for the ones true to me. For now, know that I'm more than appreciate the continued support. And when, capital letters, I return, it will be filled with all the love I have for those that represent this hashtag. Legion. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the responses have been interesting. Uh, you know, have they have been like, hey, don't let corporate get you down. Other ones are like, yo, I hope you're safe because, you know, COVID. Um, I don't know why he's out. I don't know why he's not on TV. Um, is it a medical issue? I hope it isn't. Is it uh, talent or, or creative has nothing for him issue? If that would suck, but I would rather be that than a medical issue. So I do hope that Keith Lee comes back um, somewhere. Somewhere. Send his ass to the UK. I don't care. Give me Keith Lee versus Walter right damn now. Uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right now. But um, but yeah, I hope that Keith Lee is all good. Um, you know, it's, it's it sucks to see what he's been going through on the main roster, but hope that he's good to go. Still WWE news. Uh, we've been talking about uh, what will happen to the Thunderdome as they are being summarily kicked out of Tropicana Field sooner than later. They open a day for the raises in a month. Um, we don't know when, but John Alba of Bay News 9 down there in Tampa has been reporting that the uh, Sundome, uh, that's the home for the University of South Florida basketball team. Uh, it's their arena. It's called the England Center now, but they will uh, potentially move there. That's kind of like the going thing that he's hearing uh, and, and reporting that they will eventually move over there. The question is, will they allow fans? Um, the Sun Dome for USF can hold 10,400 fans uh, for, for basketball. That is smaller than an NBA arena, as I think the Amway Center can hold about 17,000, 18,000. Uh, but if they allow 2,000 fans into this more than intimate setting with WWE's setup for the Thunderdome, I think like a mix of screens and fans could be an interesting mix. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, social distance, blah, 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 but it will be interesting to see what the third Thunderdome looks like. Uh, then that's going to be coming up sooner than later. More WWE news. A&E Biography. It's an eight-part event that starts April 18th at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. They're going to be doing, taking the Biography series and doing exposés on several Attitude Era stars, including, but not including, and but limited to, uh, Steve Austin, Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, King Booker, uh, <laughs> and the Ultimate Warrior. So it's gonna it's gonna be a special starring one starting those guys for eight episodes starting April eighteenth. Interesting because the biography series is actually pretty damn good um, as they have been over the years, and they have a pretty good um, rundown of the McMahon family and how they came to be in, in wrestling. On their website, biography.com, it's it's under their news section. Um, in Georgia, October 21st is NWA Day. Mm. No, not Dre, Yella, Easy, and Cube. <laughs> and the D- uh, it's Nick Aldis with uh, Sweet Charlotte, socially distanced in a, in a press room photo with Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia. The question I have is, why is Nick Aldis there and not the actual president of the country, uh, a company, uh, Billy Corgan? Is Nick Aldis the the only thing left of NWA? I hope not. (laughs) They got a pay-per-view coming up. Uh, Back for the attack is uh, August the 21st, which I believe is this coming Sunday. So that's going to be on fight. Uh, also, ICW out of Scotland, they have a, a show coming up on the 20th, which is Saturday. 
uh, H2O uh, in southern New Jersey, Williamstown. Uh, they're doing a show on Saturday. New Japan is Saturday. CCW in Florida is Saturday. Camp Leafrog also Saturday. WXW has an event on Friday. That's along with RH, uh, which is this weekend. And yeah, RH is this weekend. Um, New Japan Strong is this weekend. Uh, Limitless uh, Wrestling is a show on IWTV. They're out of Maine. Uh, they have a show this weekend. And then, of course, the return of NWA Power, which is going to be on Tuesday, the 23rd, because Tuesday is looking very damn busy now with potentially NXT moving to Tuesdays, Power, and Impact, and more importantly, Dark. Um, Tuesday is a very busy show if you need to watch it all. If you have that FOMO, just skip Tuesday you know, altogether. Uh, WWE has pay-per-view Fastlane in your house, which I totally forgot about. Uh, that's coming up this Sunday. It will be the first stress test for the Peacock era of the WWE Network. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like as hopefully tens of thousands of people watch live on Peacock in the U.S. Um, so that will be the first time uh, that's happening. It's very interesting and then, of course, further along, we have more stuff. Ring of Honor, they have their 19th anniversary next weekend. Uh, it's a lot of wrestling that is somehow coming together in a big, big way as more states start to reopen, more restrictions start to be decreased. Uh, we're seeing more wrestling come back in, in, in other parts of the country. So we'll cover that as it happens. And that's the news for this week. Awesome. Well, I just, because you, you quickly mentioned it, what was your quick take on Elevation? Then we're out of here. So, two minutes. Uh, Elevation, I liked it. I liked it in general. They had, yes, it was the uh, unsigned, unknown talent versus the established star. Jobber versus not a jobber, cool. Um, the thing, the difference between that and Dark was that the jobber got a lot more offense in, a lot of an, a better opportunity to showcase himself. It was still weird and damn dumb for not everyone to have an entrance. Why? What's I? You know, it's part of it. it. It's just as important the entrance to familiarize yourself with a, with a talent if you've never seen it before and they just appear in the ring like a goddamn apparition. Just that's dumb. Don't take away their entrance. Take a minute off the match if you must. Fine. Don't go to that rest hole three minutes in. But keep the entrances for everybody. Nobody needs, you know, the show doesn't need to be two hours. It was two hours, but it was two hours with all of the cuts and edits, um, which kind of, kind of leaves dark in a weird place. If Elevation is to show the talent that are there and give them a shine, but the same type of matches are happening on dark, except that they're more of a squash. What's the point in that? What really it should be is two unsigned talents going at it you know, doing their thing on dark. And then, of course, your main event is an established team versus established team or singles match or whatever uh, to give you a reason to watch. But we have 12 matches, but the main event is going to be Jungle Boy versus Sean Spears. Okay. I mean, I know why I'm watching the show, but now we have 11 other matches to see what's up. Elevation is going to be a little bit more of, well, you may not know these people, but you should pay attention. Okay, cool. There were some storylines. Lee Johnson had a, a sit-down interview promo type deal. Um, some storylines were advanced. It was okay. Uh, Paul White on commentary wasn't bad. He obviously needs some cocaine before he gets on the uh, mic because he, he sounded jet lagged. <laughs> he sounded sleepy. 
Um, I know that his personality is a little bit more reserved. Tony Schiavone is a, is a pro's pro uh, who will inflect at the moments that he needs to to sell the in, the match. But it's a stark difference between Paul White and Taz. Taz is the character that he is on commentary. Paul White needs to develop and get into that groove of what that's going to be. And I think he will because he was good and he was insightful and he was a lot more mellow than Taz and Excalibur just ribbing each other for an hour and a half. Um, it was pretty good. Low key, you could replace Jim Ross right now. <laughs> I mean, if we're really talking about a thing, it's, 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 it's his time has come. We can replace Jim Ross right now, save him for pay-per-views and yeah. have him do his talent relation stuff in the back. Maybe even like the Brian Gumble, um, uh, Jane Pauley, Katie Couric, sit down interview, expose type of a deal. Maybe a special 20-minute deal uh, with an extended interview on YouTube just for the content. But we don't really need... Um, like, And honestly, if you want to create a new show, The Road 2 for AEW, that show, which is like six minutes, but it's on YouTube, that should be an actual show. That's the, pre, that's the pregame show that you need. Because a lot of the stuff that happens on Dynamite, that happens on Being the Elite and all the vlogs and newspapers and conference calls and Zoom meetings and discords and stuff like that, I don't follow. But if you put it together in a pack in a package and presented it as such in like a road two type of a deal, cool. Half an hour. Easy. So overall elevation, I liked it. It will be interesting to see what dark becomes. I think dark should be an hour if elevation is two hours. And then of course on top of that there is the second show that we don't know about that is definitely exists, but it doesn't exist yet. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Will it be AEW Thunder? Uh, who knows? But overall, <laughs> I do like uh, Elevation. I will be watching on Mondays, Dark on Tuesdays, Dynamite on Wednesdays. And I really, really, I think that AEW setting themselves up with the amount of content they have to really put themselves in a good position versus everything else. They're building a nice little ecosystem there of content. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. We done covered everything we had to do. Um, I just saw this pop up really quick. What? <laughs> Revolution <laughs> of beards. What? <laughs> Who knows? But that's how we're going to end the show tonight. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in tonight, folks. And we'll catch you all each and every Thursday live at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Peace out. Thank you for watching. <laughs> what I really need.